Today on the show, we're talking about Cyberpunk getting delayed about a week ago, Mixer's untimely death, and of course, some Last of Us 2 talk. Stay tuned. It's all new episode of Dude Soup. One day we'll roll the new Spoiler intro. free, right? Spoiler free, Dude Soup. I, well, he put a I did do a poll. Uh, maybe, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. So, uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Dude Soup. I'm joined by Alana Pierce and John Smith. How you guys doing? Good. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing A-OK. Good to have you guys here. So uh, we are live streaming this as we do. You can always watch us live on roosterteeth.com uh, Tuesdays when we record this, 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I put a little straw poll in there saying, hey, should we talk about Last of Us 2 spoilers or not? Both you guys have finished it. I have not. I'm halfway through. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see by the by the time we get there. That's the last thing we're going to discuss today. Um, but what we'll saying, we would probably only do spoilers for the first half of the game because that's what Adam has played. Possibly, so we wouldn't yes. do the whole thing. Not going to go spoil in the ending for you. That's totally fine. It's just, um, you know, Alana and I are true gamers. You know, we blasted yeah. through the game. <laughs> John, we can't John expect everyone me. to keep up with us. Yeah, John we're, we're real Jacob midnight. Fullertons out here. <laughs> well, Alana, you had the review copy, so you've had time with it. Uh, John texted me at midnight saying, I finished game. <laughs> just like, thanks, dude. <laughs> While I'm playing yeah, I think at every friend I've had who's finished it, I've gotten progressive texts of people being like, I finished the game and I've had four phone calls. <laughs> people are like, I need to talk to someone. And like, That's, I will be that guy. I'm I'm actually, I was happy to play the game with everyone else. I think, yeah, John also texted me, randomly texted me. He's like, hey, when if I pre-order the game, can I download it? Do you know? I'm like, no, I don't know because I didn't pre-order the game. Like he, he was asking me like I was tech support. Um, I was asking you because you said you were, like, earlier you were like, uh, got to prepare my heart for this weekend. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? And you're like, Last of Us 2, yeah. going to be a doozy. <laughs> That's why I was asking. But they still don't let you download it until the release date. It was actually you, John, who told me, hey, it's available uh, at 9 o'clock. Or you were asking me if it was available. So then I just downloaded yeah. it. Well, I mean, I, I think mean, that's can- a- download it you just can't play it right preload. that's a cool thing that playstation does where you download it and then it actually shows a timer counting yeah. down and then when yeah. it reaches yeah. zero you can you can launch it <laughs> that I is a cool thing up, that playstation uh, does i booted up bloodborne while i waited died and then played the last of us. <laughs> uh but let's get to the news uh this was a story late last week real sad happy uh we'll figure that out but cyberpunk has been delayed uh, this time it's being moved from September 17th to November 19th. Uh, this came out via tweet. Uh, here's I will just put a little screenshot up, but basically it says you to be, you know, you know, your, your basic press release. We want to spend more time on the game. We want to make it great. Uh, you know, a broken game is broken forever. A great game is the best thing you could ever have. Miyamoto said that, I believe. Uh, yep. so yeah. How do you guys, how do you guys feel about, um, cyberpunk getting delayed? I'm always pro game delays because it means the thing will be better in the long run. Um, I think that the thing that I feel like I wish they would avoid more is even giving us a date if they aren't sure. And I know it's a lot more complicated than that. They think they can Mm -hmm. hit that target date and then they don't, Uh, especially with a game that's ambitious as cyberpunk looks. But Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, fully in support of delays, make a better game. We want this game to be as good as possible. I'm very much on board with that. But also feel free to just be like this period of 2020. You don't have to give us an exact date, you know? Mm-hmm. John, you okay with this or is your heart broken? I could wait until 2077 to play this game. Please don't. I, I'm, in the same, I'm in the same vein as y'all that 
delaying a game is much better than releasing it prematurely. We all saw what happened with Anthem, even though that was probably going to be a garbage game no matter what. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think yeah. I yeah I agree with Alana as well. Is why not give why give a date at all? Why not do what they sometimes do at conferences where they just go, hey, by the way, available for download right now. The reason like, that they do that uh, is for investors, which is like mm-hmm. also a, a thing where CD Projekt Red is concerned because they get investment literally from the government. Uh, so I can't even Ooh. imagine what that is like. They are considered like a national asset. <laughs> so usually <laughs> if you're giving a, a street date, it's not even really for the people who intend to purchase it. Cause what do we care about an actual date several months in advance? Is that going to change our post- purchasing decisions? Probably not for the most part. I got to know when to take my days off. That is, that is true. But for the most part, it's, it's about uh, making sure your investors know the date. Um, and if you have to tell them on an investment call, those are public to press anyway. So it's better for you to make the announcement yourself. That's why it happens. EA specifically is also a really interesting one where that stuff is concerned. They are so um, stock market driven as a company that they will release broken products uh, just so that the game releases in the window that they promised the investors that it would release in because your finances Mm. get really fucking complicated in the games industry. If you have these investors who see, well, you spent all this marketing budget in this quarter telling us it would pay off in this quarter and it hasn't, that's why they're Mm. like, we'll just release a broken game. We don't give a fuck. Right. And which they they, kind of can get away with with ultimate team as well release it broken and then just patch it over time until the next Mm -hmm. one comes out the next year. Yeah. Um, Some good news though, from their tweet, they did say at the time that we're writing these words, cyberpunk 2077 is finished both content and gameplay wise, the quest, the cutscenes, the skills, the items, all the adventures nice city has to offer. It's all there, but with such an, with abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics and fix a lot of bugs. Well, so good stuff. Polish is basically what they're talking about. Some Polish polish. Nice. Uh, That, that's, did you just, write that I, in the script? You wrote that. Did down, not. Didn't no, it's my <laughs> dyslexia uh, kicking in, being like, "Is that the same <laughs> word?" In your favor. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, I, I think we all kind of stand by this. We've we've been burned too many times by games releasing a little too early, and I feel like Cyberpunk's probably a little. It feels precious on the internet. I think everyone's pretty excited about it. So yeah, I Why think. Rush uh, also, go ahead, John. I was gonna say, I think. Most games that release broken never come back, but there is one redemption story that I know of, which is uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, Internet Historian does a great, uh, like a very long uh, doc on it. Well, I, you know, I don't know. It's a YouTube video on it. It seems like a doc. But basically what they did was they released the game broken and then they went radio silent for months and then just released a patch with a bunch of content and fixes. And then they just kept releasing more and more content. And then what, like two, two and a half, three years later, it blows up again because they won an award that first year for some specific thing and didn't even show up and didn't tell anyone they weren't showing up. They just didn't <laughs> accept the award, but no man's sky is a really interesting one because I hated that game on launch. And I wasn't excited for it before launch. I kept saying, it was still at IGN at the time on podcasts, like all the time, I don't think this game's going to have a lot of content. I don't think it's going to be good. Uh, because uh, PlayStation fanboys were so excited about it, someone literally started a petition <laughs> to get me fired because I was talking shit about No Man's Sky. Came out, <laughs> I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then the next update, 
was or is, I guess, even though it's it's updated since then, one of my favorite games. Like I now absolutely love No Man's Sky. And I think that that is like to the credit of a smaller studio that they can get away with doing that. Whereas most uh, like AAA studios would have to move on to another project. But No yeah. Man's Sky, oh, fucking, fucking rules. I'm trying to think of like, like Ori and the Will of the Wisps was is my game of the year so far this year. I loved it. But it is also buggy as hell. And that's a thing that like, I kind of wouldn't even recommend audio. people on launch. Keeps breaking my Xbox. Uh, yeah, it like it, crashes it shuts it down. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that man eater game where you play as the shark. I can't play that on my <laughs> Xbox because it hard crashes the system every time you get to a certain <laughs> point. It's fucking nuts. I'm like, but I, I really want to play that game. <laughs> uh, so there are a few, actually, but mostly it, you're yeah, right, John. That was a, that's actually a great comparison to No Man's Sky because I'm seeing some similarities between Cyberpunk and No Man's Sky of the promises people are making to themselves in a way of like, man, mm-hmm. I can't wait to like rev my uh, cyberpunk motorcycle and it's going to be perfect. And people are like, what are you talking about? Like, why do you, why do you, why do you assume that there's gonna be motorcycle like customization mechanics? Like I know they're it's going to, it's going to be a life simulator. It's like, I don't yeah. think they ever promised that. <laughs> no. And yeah. You're right. I can't it's... wait to open my own cyberpunk store and sell cyberpunk goods and manage all the inventory of my <laughs> I cyberpunk I am getting store. to play it tomorrow. I will let you know. Oh. I'm getting to play about four hours tomorrow. Very, very, very okay. excited. Um, when when can you talk about it? On Thursday, we will be doing oh, okay. an inside gaming stream where I can talk about it. I'm also happy to just talk about it at virtually any fucking point in time. I got this. Uh, it's right here. I got this. They sent me this sweater. They sent you cyberpunk? Oh. <laughs> God, no. I wish I had the game in person. No, they sent me this sweater that says that I just keep thinking, you really made this merch uh, to be... Stolen, huh? It says Cyberpunk <laughs> played it before launch. Okay. Ooh, and then the wow. back just says Cyberpunk hands-on. Okay. <laughs> and then it has it has this okay. like pocket thing, right? With the CD Project Red logo. But then uh-huh. on the inside of it has like <laughs> a lanyard holder. Huh. Okay. It's very what? strange, but I am a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But regardless, no, I think you're absolutely right, Adam, that people are promising themselves things in this game based on things that CDPR haven't even said. Um, I think to CDPR's credit, because it's just such a fucking good studio. Like, I'm really excited about this game. I am 1,000% oh, yeah. biased in every aspect of where this game is concerned. Uh, full disclosure, like, I'm just mad hyped for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe we're going to screw ourselves over by being too hyped, but here we are. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it, it's it's safe to say, you know, temper your expectations. Go in just expecting a, a decent, okay time. Just just go in with very little to no expectations. I know that's hard with a game like this because of the hype behind it. But I, I've I've learned to just kind of go in without hyping myself up, and I, I ultimately leave less disappointed. And if I if I'm just mm-hmm. satisfied, if it's just like a decent time at the uh, you know the soup plantation, it wasn't great. There weren't a lot. It wasn't a lot of protein there. It's mostly bread and empty calories. But mm-hmm. you know what? I didn't go in expecting anything, so I'm not upset. So what you're saying, Adam, is just don't be <laughs> excited about anything. That's how you should live your life. Temper expectations. That's all I'm saying. No, Whenever, you're right. I, we, uh, we live it. We live in a very it, overhyped uh, society at this point. I, I didn't want to say society. <laughs> we do live in a society. Yeah, I think. I think part of that stuff comes from like people associate brands now with their identity. So, like, you get your identity is tied to liking a certain thing. 
Like, if mm. Deadly Premonition 2 is bad, I'm going to get tweets about it because I have mm. even publicly tied part of who I am as a human to Deadly Premonition. The same would apply to Pokemon for me. Like, mm. I mean, Adam, that's you and Halo. Like, it is literally part of your identity whether you like it or not at this point. Yeah. So you can feel, like, really tied to something. And, I, yeah, I generally tr don't actually get very excited about um, video games. I get curious is what I would say. I'll be like, I'm so yeah. interested to see what this is. But actual excitement, I, I get a lot less. Um, mm. I am excited about something. I've seen a phenomenon with video games lately. Maybe this is just me noticing this more. And let me know if you guys have seen this as well. But I have seen people starting to be more precious with like games like Cyberpunk, where they feel like this game was specifically made for me, even though millions of people are going to play it. And I, I've seen this sort of attitude shift lately where it's sort of like, you can't talk about this game or don't try to talk over me or talk to me about this game because this game is for me. And I'm like, I, I, it's for everybody. I don't understand this this mentality of no no game culture. developers making anything for just you. You are <laughs> no, part they of want everyone to play. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we have a cultural disconnect um, that I, I keep having to remind myself of too because I can get sucked into it. But we just keep forgetting that video games are the most popular entertainment medium in the world. We just keep forgetting how many people play video games. So like this is a thing that keeps coming up with The Last of Us is it's uh, on track to be the highest selling PlayStation 4 game of all time. And the internet a week ago was like, there's no way it's going to sell and you'll see because we're mad about this yeah. thing or this thing. Mm. But you have to think about most people who buy that game are not going to have any idea any leaks existed. They don't know what Metacritic is. They just know they have a PlayStation because millions of people do. And that this is a very uh, well-marketed game on a PlayStation. So they go and buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you forget that like playing video games is not necessarily the same as being a part of the games community. Mm -hmm. Two separate things. Games community, probably not that big. Gamers, millions and millions of people. Billions at this point. It's so many people <laughs> that it's just... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk is absolutely not being made for you. It is being made for millions of people. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I always forget, and this is something you hear all the time, but I always forget it when it happens, which is that usually the most vocal people are a very small minority within the community. Because, like, when, when all the, like, negative stuff was happening with Last of Us, I was like, man, everybody's hating on Last of Us. Yeah, but that I think even that they think the they're case. a majority, and then not at all. Yeah. Especially now that it's out. I keep being like, people keep being like, why are the reviews so different? for the user scores and the critics. And I keep being like, I actually think most people who play that game will probably like it. Uh, it's just yeah. that they're not the people who you hear talking about it. <laughs> but I think the majority I, yeah. of the millions of people will be like, oh, pretty good. <laughs> like yeah. not gonna. I think that's, yeah, think that that's much. a big issue across everything, which is that a lot of people misunderstand the difference between their opinion and facts. <laughs> they're like this is how i feel about it and this is the truth it's like no that <laughs> yeah i agree except where dogs are concerned as the only objective good in the world i will not take any other opinions thank you okay <laughs> well it, it's tough too i know there's there's situations where a couple examples i can think of um the internet willing the film serenity into existence and then it failing at the box office um x-men origins wolverine leaking early and people saying this is a horrible movie look how bad it is and then it was one of the highest grossing films of that year yeah um similar situation remember lana you saw infinity war not infinity war i'm sorry um 
what was the the last one called? Endgame. You saw it Endgame. early, and you're like, I remember you going, "There's a Fortnite scene in this movie, and it's, it. I don't, I don't think people are gonna like it, and <laughs> yeah. and no one cared. No, no one like, even said was, a word. I was like, I think mad. this is gonna be me. Fortnite. Shit. I don't even remember that. Yeah, there's it's, literally it's, Fortnite gameplays in the movie. It it's it, it was so, so and I remember you saying that and being like oh my god I think people are gonna hate this movie it's gonna flop and then a billion well, dollars okay. later I definitely I, never said that about Endgame to be clear <laughs> never said I think it's gonna flop I, I was I was I was surprised to hear you say that when you're like this movie's gonna make like ten dollars people are no camping. I definitely <laughs> expected I definitely expected memes to come out of that and we didn't get any which is like is interesting to think back on because I was like, oh, that's going to be taken as cringy bullshit. But it was also that one was an interesting partnership because I ended up reaching out to Epic and that was totally unpaid. So you know how yeah. Thanos was in uh, Fortnite and then they had Fortnite gameplay in the movie. They both mm -hmm. just like each other. It's like, ah, two oh, huh. massive conglomerates just liking each other. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that could happen. It's like uh, Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos going out to dinner together. Who cares? You know, it doesn't yeah, like books you, and you're going to pay for this. Doing a yeah. trade. Yeah, we're just yeah. I have a question. What's up? Um, in the Fortnite endgame scene, yes. was it two people with controllers playing while there was just one character running around on screen? It was just I Thor playing. I think it's just Thor, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. My, my, my That's problem. always my favorite thing. When there's two people on the couch being like, ooh, ha, ooh. And it's like Halo, like what, like yeah. just one person Char running around. Charlie's Angels comes to mind where I think two kids are playing Final Fantasy VIII, which I think it did have a minor <laughs> co-op mechanic, but they weren't doing it right. It's just smashing yeah. because they guess what the game is going to be at the time that they think it's going to be. And then it turns out to be a different game and they have to just work with what they shot and put it something else on the screen. So, like, mm -hmm. you know how it also looks like people are never actually, like, they're just moving controllers way too much? Yeah. They usually, like, aren't even actually playing anything because they don't have a license to do that and it would fuck with the sound and the lighting. So, they're generally, like, like you're right. They're just actually not playing that game. Like, they just yeah. can't. It's not like a bit you can get pain, your video game. <laughs> like, it's, they well, just, it, yeah, I mean, it's also just the filmmakers' ignorance sometimes. Like, they, I remember in one of the early episodes of Weeds, I tried rewatching it recently. It does yeah. not hold up. It wasn't um, good when it came out. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, I, but I, I was young it. and a stoner, so I was like, <laughs> they're making a show for me. This is me. Um, but, like, one of the kids comes up with a DS, and he's like, I need new batteries. And Mom's like, all right, I'll buy you batteries for your, uh, like, rechargeable DS. Idiot. Also, uh, this, this person is right. Matt Walks just said Thor wasn't playing it. It was someone else, like the rock guy, I think. And Thor over here is some kid talking trash. That's correct. That's it was, right. what's his name? What's the rock guy called? That's Korg. It's rock. Taika. Oh. And then, and then Thor goes over and puts the headset on. And yeah, we all no, really forgot about that, huh? Yeah, well, the thing is, the, the I thought the more I thought about it, the more it actually made sense. Because remember, the version they're playing is, it's the current version, right? But the movie takes place five plus years later. But I thought, oh, Maybe in this post-apocalyptic world, post-snap, they were not able to update Fortnite fast enough, so the, the updates were much slower. So, but so there, I was like, would Fortnite? So they're saying Fortnite would still be the most popular game five years later without any updates. That's impressive. So that's they thought about Pretty it. Cool. That, I think they went beyond. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to move on to our next story, but first, a quick word from our sponsor, Mint Mobile. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mom, I love you, but I gotta go. Okay. Goodbye. 
Have you looked at your wireless bill lately? Because you're probably paying too much. You know, it's not 2009 anymore, Deborah. Network coverage is better than ever, no matter your wireless provider. So why then are you paying more for the same service? You don't know? Well, in that case, let me tell you about Mint Mobile. All right, they can slice your bill down to $15 a month for the same premium coverage. Okay, well, now you're thinking, this is too good to be true. Well, no, it is true. Stop doubting me, Deborah. Okay, I've been using Mint Mobile for about a month now, and nothing has changed. My same phone, I got my same phone, I got my same phone number. Everywhere I've gone, my service has been fast and steady. Literally, the only difference is how much I'm paying for the service. That's the only thing. So to get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash dude. That's mintmobile.com slash D-U-D-E dude. Now cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash dude. Mom? Okay. Yes, I'm back. Thank you, Mint Mobile. Okay, next up, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this sad, sad story, but one of our very own has passed. That's right, Mixer, the streaming service that was started back, I want to say, in 2016 when it was renamed Mixer from Beam, uh, is no longer going to be in service coming July, uh, late mm. July, sometime soon. Uh, pretty, pretty sad. I could read a little bit of the press release here. Uh, this is from Microsoft's blog saying, ultimately, the success of partners and streamers on Mixer dependent on our ability to scale the platform for them quickly and broadly as possible to better serve our community's needs. We're teaming up with Facebook to enable the Mixer community to transition to Facebook gaming. On top of that, any of their partners who are signed are being released from their contracts as of a couple of days ago, and they're free to go wherever they want. That most notably include Shroud and Ninja. So they are allow they are now millionaires and they can go continue to be millionaires somewhere else. <laughs> Uh, lastly, they say Mixer partners will receive double payment for all their earnings in the month of June. So your support of Ooh. Embers, Sparks, and channel subscriptions for Mixer partners will go even further during the rest of the month. So if you've got those Embers and Sparks, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. What I, the I, hell? This is old man yelling at cloud. I'm sorry. I know it's, <laughs> it's hip and new. Uh, so yeah. And then uh, I didn't know this. GG is apparently Facebook's new desktop home for gaming video. Um, yeah, Mixer broadcasting on Xbox One will be temporarily disabled, and the Mixer apps will notify or redirect viewers to continue watching their favorite streamers on Facebook gaming. Uh, so yeah, pour, pour one out for Mixer, guys. Sorry, I they couldn't make it work. This is like very genuinely sad in a bunch of ways. Like, I think being a streamer and working really hard to build a platform, um, or sorry, build a community on that platform and then having the platform just completely shut down and shovel you into something like Facebook uh, is really fucking <laughs> yeah. sad. Like, that must really suck for a lot of people to work that hard and to have it all go to shit anyway. Um, and Mixer is also a very good service. Uh, the way that it works, it has actual FTL, like sub-second latency. Yeah. It's the only one to have that. It's awesome. Um, really, really impressive tech. But they also have some really cool community features and chat features where like there are games that you can play in the chat. There's this little game where people like there's like a little animated hands and everyone has to click on a beach ball and you like bounce the ball. That's literally a game that exists and makes a chat. <laughs> um, also, like obviously cool. employees losing their jobs and stuff that they've been working really hard on. I know everyone who works there that I know of is really, really passionate about it. But it also 
failed quite badly. Um, everyone's percentages of, of watch rates are up. Facebook gaming is up, I think, 238% since isolation. Twitch is up over 100%. Uh, Mixer was 0.2%. Yeah, Ooh. I just, and that is that's post Ninja acquisition. So yeah, that thirty-two million dollar acquisition shroud was ten. Those dudes are fucking sailing. They get to leave the dead platform with thirty million dollars, and then have someone else buy. They're doing great, but I just I don't know how really Mixer failed. Like it had so much money, it was on the Xbox dashboard. The service is good. It just I can tell you one thing. You were not able to search except by username. Because I was like, you could search for games and you could search usernames. I wanted to look for speedruns. So I went and I searched speedrun. And the Mm. only results that came up were usernames with the the word speedrun in it. Mm. You couldn't search stream title at all. So there was no way to find anything except for the game or unless you knew a specific user. So in terms of search functionality, it was very restrictive in regard, like also like illustrators. I was like, oh, I can find some artists, you know, doing pixel art or something. And so I searched pixel art and it was only users. It's like pixel art, like girl, (laughs) 999. Interesting. I actually had an issue to be related with Mixer the other night where... I was streaming, uh, I was DJing and I was streaming cyberpunk style music. So it was basically, it was synthwave, but it was just chill synthwave. And I was streaming it on Mixer as well. And Mixer, because of the way that it functioned, made me pick a video game. So I didn't, I couldn't say I was just streaming whatever music. It made me pick a video game. So I was like, okay, cyberpunk 2077, because it's related. Um, But that meant that it broadcasted on my Xbox <laughs> dashboard to everyone that I was online playing Cyberpunk 2077, which I absolutely was not. It's not like they're never going to fucking let me play that on Xbox right now. Um, and then there was like a Reddit thread about it. And I was like, so it turns out through Mixer, you can lie to people about what games you're playing at any point in time. I can go <laughs> do that right now and make people think that I'm playing something that's not coming out until the end of the year. Well, you got about so a month, so... Yeah, yeah, you can be the only uh, cyberpunk streamer that everyone Just throws constantly. their embers at. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I definitely echo those thoughts. I think losing Mixer is bad, mostly because this just this is sort of the same problem with YouTube, where everyone says I have issues with YouTube. Can't someone make something better? And then someone does, and then no one goes to it because yeah, the 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 bigger the you know the rich get richer, sort so to speak, and. Twitch has been called a bloated platform. It's a little bloated feature-wise, um, and on a technical level, it seemed like Mixer was better, but it just didn't have the people, and that is no. sort I know of a lot of at. people went to Mixer for growth, um, and I, whenever I stream, I stream on multiple platforms at once, and I push them all pretty much equally in a way that I'm like, yeah, catch it here, whatever, choose whatever you want. And in the time that I've been streaming, which has been probably like about a year. Um, I have 5,000 followers on Mixer and 40,000 on Twitch. And that's with the same exact push. So it's just the amount of people that are on Mixer is just tiny. Like it's just Mm -hmm. nobody's there. Uh, And I, I, again, I don't really know how that happened when they are on the Xbox dashboard, which is something that millions of people see. I feel like everyone knows the brand name. It just, Mm -hmm. nobody went to it. I guess Twitch just too big. 
Seems yeah. It, well, it's also, I mean, I feel like on the internet, once something fills a specific service or need, it's very hard. Like, there's no real need. I know, I know that competition is good in business, but on the internet, it's like once someone gets it right, right in quotations, there's not really any wiggle room. Like once Facebook took over that form of social media, there were there was no other. And mm-hmm. like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, they all serve different functions. They all approach social media in different ways, and that's why they can coexist. If so there was Facebook something that was exactly like Instagram. It failed. If there was thing, there were things. I I feel like there was a something like Twitter that they're like we're gonna compete that with was. Twitter, and then it just died. Yeah, uh, I, I forget uh, what it was. Snapchat suffered when Instagram got Instagram Stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a similar function, except that obviously Instagram also has an entire other feature, so it was doing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so like, who knows what some other approach to live streaming is, but like that, that Twitch is already thing. filling that goal. Well, that, that was but like, what were they, they doing different? The, the apart way from they chat, they, they, they won a $50,000 the, the original creators, I believe when they were 18 went to a tech disrupt where they showed off beam as it was known at the time. And it had the interactive technology where you could basically what Parsec does and these other programs that we're going into and like uh, the PlayStation does where you can take over a person's game or you can play together. Um, I mean, James and I were messing around with Parsec earlier this week and completely blown away. He was using a PS1 emulator um, that we had set up because when we were doing the Final Fantasy speedrun, we we're trying to do air guys versus <laughs> and we, could, we couldn't get it to work with um, uh, RetroArch. And so we tried it with Parsec and it worked flawlessly. And it, it is pretty crazy. It's, it's a game on his end that I'm the second player on from my home. And it's happening through the internet. And so that was sort of Beam's original pitch. Microsoft bought the technology, but then made it, and they renamed it Mixer in 2016 and or 2015. And then they did this big push of we're going to go after Twitch. And it obviously wasn't enough um, because I, <laughs> I, I don't think like- they were, I don't think they were pushing those interactive elements as much or no one was interested in them. Yeah, well, people didn't, yeah. like, appreciate the FTL stuff that much. I, I think it's so funny that they renamed Beam to Mixer, as though Mixer is a better SEO term. You could have yeah. uh, renamed it anything. Yeah. Why did you go with Mixer? <laughs> name name so by committee, weird. I assume. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, you could, you know, mix your friends. It's like a mixer. Everyone's hanging out. And someone's like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, look, I, look Adam, I'm crazy. Go ahead. What? I was just gonna say that you like you keep talking about how Mixer was Beam and it got converted. I looked it up, so it it was Beam B E A M, but there was another there was another platform called Beam B E M E, started by Casey Neistat, where the whole idea was that you you could only you were supposed to post what you were doing and like your perspective, and so you had to hold your phone to your chest like the. Mm-hmm. The you facing camera had to be blacked out in order for it to record. So you had to like have your phone on your chest. It was the stupidest thing. And of course it, it died. But I was like someone brought that up you when kept, we were doing inside gaming this morning. And I was like, what the hell is this thing that he apparently also made hardware for it so that it would like stick to your chest or whatever? Oh. Like yeah. you really believe it. But it was like, that. yeah. Adam kept being like, Beam got turned into mixer. And I was like, those guys sold beam to microsoft and it turned into mixer like i was so confused that's that's probably Um, why they changed the name most likely yeah yeah oh yeah that makes sense yeah maybe man like we're not casey neistat 
Yeah, we don't want to be associated with a phone that you <laughs> duct tape to your chest. So weird. Smart dude in a lot of ways. Not that one. I get, I, yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah. there's also the um, the Kevin Roses of the world. If you remember him, he used to be Attack of the Show, and he started Dig back in the day. And then I think mm-hmm. he, he tried to do a Twitter uh, alternative called Pounce. And because oh I remember, yeah, yeah, because I signed up for it, and it was almost identical to Twitter, but. No one, no one used it. And now, you know, we saw Vero, which is a thing, I guess. No one's using Vimeo versus YouTube, even though people complain about YouTube. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it just gets to a point Vimeo where, had better quality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where one of those services is so big that it just by proxy becomes a monopoly without even yeah, really I, trying to. And I'm, I'm, I, I totally understand why something like Twitch, like, like you said, it, John, what you said was when someone gets it right, you don't want to change it. Usually, you know, if you can't find a video on YouTube, you kind of give up. You're like, mm-hmm. I, you know, you think I'm going to go to Bing? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Which is actually have a, you have a better chance of finding something through Bing because they don't censor their stuff as much as Google does. A uh, little unethical life pro tip there. Use Bing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to do it. Uh, it doesn't matter. But th- there was a video actually I wanted to watch. Um, I forget, I forget his name, John. You'll, you'll probably remember him. The, uh, my spoon is too big. Uh, animation. Uh, oh yeah, it's like Don Hertzfield or something yeah, like Don that. Don Hertzfield, yeah. He has his second animated movie, which was like Oscar nominated. It's only, I could only find it on Vimeo and I had to pay money through it, except you don't pay through the normal Vimeo site. You have to go through like a secondary site yeah. and you're just like, okay. oh dear God. Yeah, it's like the, the amount of gymnastics I had to do just to legally watch this guy's movie was, yeah. a pain. I did it. But and it's like it's not part of your actual Vimeo account. It's like your Vimeo Plus, but they're on two separate websites. I don't. Regardless, mm. I understand why Beam, aka Mixer, didn't work. And Alana, you talked about the FTL functionality. That was something that we were utilizing. Yeah. Um, yep. A lot more. So, uh, but it's like we were utilizing because it has like the same lag as Discord, essentially. Perfect. It, it's like a couple milliseconds where. The, the the small delay that I'm having in my voice right now between you guys was basically exactly what the video was doing on a separate platform. And you guys could watch, we could watch each other play games, which is what we're probably going to move to Parsec at this point mm-hmm. um, yeah. or use Discord's video thing, which is the same technology, yeah. I believe. But uh, Parsec's so- really good too um, and, and private because like that's what I did my test for Cyberpunk on and it works really, really well. But you can also use GeForce, GeForce Now. Same technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there, I mean, there are a lot it. of alternatives and I, okay. I guess like part of it with um twitch is also just it's been around for so long in the same way that youtube has like twitch is just mm-hmm. like since justin tv you know like that existed <laughs> forever ago also renamed but i mean it, it's been around for ages and i feel like in the grand scheme of the world amazon probably does have more money than microsoft new no. Not even close. Uh, well, not. Well, oh, well, sorry. No, no. They I'm are close. I'm interested to but see. Yeah. There's, I remember some story where Microsoft has so much money. It's, it's scary. I know um, Bill Gates does. <laughs> okay. Bill Microsoft Gates also has a lot of money. Has yeah, it, 136.6 billion. That's going to be more than Amazon. Okay. How much money? Bezos is supposed to be a trillionaire. I forget exactly. How it works out, liquid versus assets, yada yada yada. But yeah, Microsoft at the end of the day has Windows, and that's just on every PC typically, unless you're a Linux user. More power to you. Hey, uh, <laughs> I can't find but, out how uh, much money Amazon does have. I'd be interested to see, like, yeah. what, okay, what is the 
highest grossing um, companies ever. I did I did want to mention that, you know, a throwback to when you mentioned Kevin Rose. That was one of my favorite jokes from Silicon Valley where um, who's Gavin? Gavin Kevin Belson yeah. is doing like one of his, you know, one of his monologues, one of his speeches. And he talks about, you know, every every uh, entrepreneur has had failures. And he mentions he's like this person. All these people are very successful, but they had this failure and this failure. And then some people gave us many failures, like Kevin Rose. And then, <laughs> and then it, it shows, like, a PowerPoint with all of his failed projects. And it was like, oh, shit. That was so, that was so just, like, pointed in, like, it, yeah. was, it was like an attack on him. It, but it was so funny. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think Kevin Rose would be the butt of a joke in, you know, 2018. I know. It, um, yeah, it was yeah. such, it was Apparently, like nostalgia joke. Early 2019. Amazon is now the largest company by market value overtaking Microsoft's hold on the title. Damn. But that yeah. is by market value. But then when you look up yeah. list of largest companies by revenue, same token, um, Amazon is on the list. So is AT&T, shout out. Uh, but <laughs> um, Microsoft isn't even on here. So I wonder if like maybe they just don't share that stuff as much. I mean, they're a publicly hmm. traded company, but th- this is this is all hmm. things that are beyond my pay grade. That's true. Uh, I, I just, just find this stuff interesting. I don't understand what y'all are even talking about. <laughs> what I is just, money? I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Microsoft can throw money at a streamer with different colored hair depending on the day of the week and not lose any sleep over it. No, they'll they're, be fine. They're not. Yeah. They're, that's they. Can I've not seen anyone away. say anything like, "Ooh, is this going to sink Microsoft?" Everyone's like. Uh, you guys are just fucking fine. No, that's why like Xbox they, doesn't even no. really matter, <laughs> which is nuts no. when you compare it to Sony, where PlayStation is important for them. They are obviously are also in TV. I think they, the stereos sell really well at Sony, if I remember that stat correctly. But so, it's still Microsoft yeah. in the grand scheme of things has way more money than Sony does by a mile. I just like I think it? when our when our civiliz- civilization is eroded and people look back like us, like the Greeks where we look at their gods, our gods will be the Amazons, the Apples and the Microsofts. So like, who were these, who were these gods that lived among them? Like, well, just giant (laughs) buildings that people basically lived at, um, making software and foldable things, uh, before we all died of a mysterious plague. Uh, but, uh, oh, and then uh, one final note. Um, apparently one of the managers at Mixer likened his employees to slaves. So that didn't help. Um, woman actually, yeah, that was a woman. I, sorry. I, was a woman I assumed. Yeah, uh, she man. she likened these streamers to slaves, mm. and um, I misread I that. I thought they. Were, I thought she was referring to her employees as that, which is it's, it's not bad. good any way you cut it. Yeah, both bad. Yeah, but and a uh, I think he said he was the only African American employee at the time. Milan Lee um, complained to her, and then and then I think took it to HR. And it wasn't taken yeah. anywhere near as seriously as he would have liked. And she ended yeah. up being like, so, being sensitive. It was kind of the gist of it. That's, that's definitely he, not actual quotes. He reported it to HR. Well, he, he talked to her first and she was like, no. And she tried to Google it. <laughs> the, she Googled. Yeah. She's like, this is a commonly used phrase. And she Googled it to show him. And then on Google, it was like, you should never use this <laughs> metaphor. And she was like, well, Google's wrong. Uh, <laughs> so he took it to HR who they're like, we'll start an investigation, but he'd already decided to leave, so he left. And then months later, he got a call from HR being like, so we finished the investigation, and it turns out she's not guilty because she hired a black person 
So she can't be racist because she hired this person. Mm. And he was like, uh, okay. They probably um, legally God. couldn't prove racist practices on her behalf and thus couldn't fire her without it being a lawsuit. There is my guess. Maybe. Well, yeah, but also HR is like the HR protects the company, the company, not the person. Yeah, HR is yeah. all about protecting the company and minimizing like bad PR and right. things like mm-hmm. that. Legal risk. So and now they have plenty of it. It yeah. was just funny because the, the news story came out and said, uh, you know, this this horrific story where a manager likened uh, their users to slaves. And then 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 the, I saw the story I was like, update, Mixer is shutting down. The <laughs> next day I was like, did that did they do that on yeah. purpose? Um, uh, I, I know things like yeah. that are, are a lot more complicated. You know, that's not something that they can just push out that this has been in planning for months. Clearly that Facebook partnership was prepared because they're pushing all their streamers to Facebook. Um, but I was like, did they do that immediately the day after? Did they push it forward so that they could take the heat off of that story? But Phil Spencer did come out and say well, that's absolutely not what happened. And yeah, I, I mean, like also something. talking, we were, we previously mentioned just how rich they are and how Mixer wasn't anyway dependent or like their success wasn't dependent on Mixer. I mean, it would be it would it wouldn't be a surprise if they're like bad PR. Let's shut it down. We don't. We don't need this. Yeah, things don't True. happen that quickly. I mean, even in, on a, on the smaller scale of things, the sweater you received uh, was probably manufactured months ago before there was a quarantine in place. So, because it's like, here's a sweater you can wear in your home <laughs> by yourself, like, <laughs> or with maybe one other significant other, and you can just I go. I also eh, got a backpack eh. uh, from Cyberpunk. When do you think I'm going to mm-hmm. be wearing that backpack, you guys? Noah. From the bathroom to the bedroom, I guess. Maybe you have it in the shower. I live in, and... I live in a studio, so I guess the only place I can take it is to the bathroom. <laughs> I guess Otherwise, maybe when you go yeah. check your mail or, you know, to see if the world's okay. That's true. I have done that a couple of times. Take the backpack next time. It's a cool backpack. Cool backpack. Yeah. Well, things are opening up. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that's our that's our second story. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about The Last of Us too. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Warby Parker. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. Glasses start at just $95, including prescription lenses, sunglasses, progressives, and blue light lenses are also available. Now, I've been wearing Warby Parker glasses for years now because one, they look great, two, they are super affordable, and third, really durable. They're like my travel glasses whenever I go out of town or moving around, and they just sit in my backpack and they're always great and they look and feel fantastic. They have a try at home program that is super simple. You just pick a handful of glasses that you want to try on. You show them off to your friends or loved ones and make sure they are the right fit for you because the people who are going to tell you you look not so hot in those like pointy ones, you know, as much as you want to make it a cool new fashion accessory, cool might not be for you. So go ahead and try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. You order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. Ships for free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. That's right. Try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash dudesoup. Thank you. How do we see... Oh, thank you, Warby Parker. How do we see the results of the straw poll? I'm refreshing it right now. So earlier at the beginning of this stream, we asked our users... It's a little too close. We asked, should we talk about... Last of Us 2 spoilers, the biggest game out currently. Uh, 60%, which is 33 votes, uh, says talk spoilers. (laughs) 22 votes, which uh, is 40%, 
says no spoilers total 55 votes i'm afraid 55 i mean i guess this is just like real life voting a very small percentage of the people are actually speaking for the masses (laughs) yeah we uh, made an electoral college here today (laughs) yeah and i think i think we're gonna do what they almost never do in elections we're gonna use our best judgment uh so i think we're gonna go let's go very light on the spoilers okay Uh, i feel like we we don't really need to cover narrative spoilers at all that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Because there's so yeah. much to talk about outside of that. Yeah, so uh, the game has been out for way less than a week, but uh, Alana, you've been playing it, and then John, you finished it. Um, what are your guys' overall thoughts? How do you how do you feel about it, especially compared to the first one? Mm, um, I don't like the story as much, uh, mostly because I had trouble getting attached to some of the characters. Like, I just was nowhere near as attached to a lot of the characters in part two as I was in part one. Um, and that's like, it's hard to figure out if that's like just me not relating to what's happening or the way it's written. I honestly don't know. However, uh, I'm not one of those people who thinks the first game is a 10 out of 10 because I never really enjoyed the gameplay of the first game. I thought it was like clunky and awkward to play and I found it a little bit annoying. So I would often put it down. It took me like a while to get through it. I really like the gameplay in part two and I finished it and then immediately started it again. And I find it hard to put down even playing through it a second time. It's just the world building is amazing. I really like the stealth. I like the amount of uh, options you have in gameplay. And also every map is just really, well, most maps are really broad in a way that Naughty Dog games have like, you know, slowly been iterating on, especially with like Lost Legacy. Um, So I I love playing it, which for video games, it's good news. (laughs) Uh, John, how'd you like it? I basically agree with a lot of what Alana said. I I haven't played Last of Us since it came out like years and years ago, but I do remember the combat being kind of uh there wasn't much to do. Like they they're like you got to be stealth, but all you really had was like a brick and <laughs> nothing else and some scissors and you had, that you, you just managed had, together. Yeah, and you had to sneak everywhere and but but there was only like little ledges and stuff. So sneaking around wasn't that versatile. Whereas in this one, there's things you can go under, little things you can go through. There's multi-levels to a lot of the combat playgrounds, I call them, because they're so big. Like mm-hmm. usually whenever there's a combat encounter, it's there's so many rooms and so many areas you can go. You can really weave around and go all over the place. It's not like super tight and confined. You know the part with the bug, And it really felt like... Hmm? The part with the boat, where you get the boat. There was that, yeah. That, so, well, that one was kind of frustrating for me. That's, but I don't know if you would be there yet, Adam. Have you gotten boat? Well, I know there's a boat because they show it to you on the title screen. Yeah, so, so that's why I'm like, that's be, not a spoiler. I would be disappointed if there's gotten. no boat. There is bo- boat. Can confirm boat exists, but they're basically like the combat encounter that leads to the boat is massive. I don't know how many enemies there oh, are yeah. there. I didn't kill any of them. I stealth. The mm-hmm. whole way through that. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, this is to the, the biggest. boat. Yeah, got to the boat. Oh, didn't never even got anyone alone. I was just like, let me see if I can do this because this is huge, um, and multiple floors. I think there's probably like four levels of verticality there, mm-hmm. which again, really impressive mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, well, let me just see if I can because it's like one of the biggest that I've seen, uh, and I fully managed to do that. So it's it's the gameplay variety, like I said, is just so much. Uh, bigger. It's a really lame way of putting it, but it's so much well, bigger I mean, the, than most Naughty well, Dog games. The, fir- the first game had those 
it's like those isolated sort of hallways you go through and there was never really like an open world. And I'm not saying Last of Us 2 is open world, but they do have sections that are hub-esque. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. At least Seattle. I know when you, yeah, Seattle is like, basically here's all these points and they don't put waypoints up unless you get really lost. Uh, and I, I like that. I like that sort of, it, it's very immersive. I thought that was really cool. And it reminded me a little bit of God of War, which I guess is also to say that a lot of Sony games are a little samey, um, not in a bad way, but it's always like, you've got a sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, it needs to be emotional. There needs to be a relationship following you the whole time. Uh, your main character needs to be flawed and it needs to be a beautiful looking game. Uh, it's kind of mind blowing that these are made by two different studios because they feel like they're kind of cut I mean, from the Spider-Man same cloth. Too. Very similar. similar uh, yeah. But I think like yeah. the last of us part one is a lot more like you're right. It's especially cause I went back and played a tiny bit of it just to have the comparison of how much I feel like they've grown. When I saw some people saying like, well, they just kind of improved some stuff, but it's not very different. It's like, I feel like it's, I'm enjoying it. So I feel like it's way different. The last of us part one is like hallway room, hallway room. This is like, world room other room back in worlds mm-hmm. so it's it's there are definitely still bits that are very hallway but it's uh it's way bigger way more choice mm-hmm. oh yeah it's yeah. also and like then, uh, again I, I just would kind of play with it i'd be like am i gonna i'm maybe i want to kill everyone here well maybe i want to mm-hmm. restart this maybe i'm gonna literally let myself die because i screwed up this encounter this one time when i, I okay in that regard that's something that in all other games if I screw up stealth, I'm like, all right, and I'll just run at someone and get killed so that I can restart the encounter. I was not able to do that with these characters. Um, I think this game and last, the first Last of Us and God of War are the only games where I wasn't actively trying to skip cutscenes after a certain amount of time. I always try to stick with games, but the story and voice acting and stuff is so bad usually <laughs> that it's like, all right, just let me just get fucking past this shit. Like, I just want to play the game. Uh, but this time, I'm actually act like, like I'm, I'm excited to put my controller down and watch something. And there was only once with a character where I was like, oh, I s- screwed up this encounter in the very beginning. And I ran and I got shot. And I immediately felt so bad that I did that that I was like, I'm never doing that again. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't want to have these characters suffer intentionally. The game does make you feel um, bad a lot. How do you guys feel about that? Like, Adam, how do you feel about it making you feel bad? It does do that. Yeah, um, I, I get so far that the, the message is that, like, you know, this world is violence and you, you live through violence. But uh, there was a moment where... I was sort of tricked into being violent. <laughs> I accidentally shot a, a a gun out of a guy's hand and he started begging, no, 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 don't kill me. And they gave me the option to strike, which in my mind, strike is, you know, a gentleman's, you know, two, two guys about the dueling pistols and they're like, a I strike, strike thee. <laughs> yeah, except Ellie took a pickaxe through his chest. Uh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was just like knockout because as far as I could tell, the game doesn't have any mechanic in there where the person just runs away i walked away from that guy uh okay when he was begging i i do think that only happens once unless like maybe it is sort of a randomly occurring thing um but i do think it only happens once like right outside the hospital and i didn't think twice i walked away (laughs) because he was begging and i was like okay maybe he won't kill me and he absolutely does Mm -hmm. and i was like well that's sort of a bummer would have been nice if i like had the option if you're going to preach at me in this game about how I'm a piece of shit uh, and all people are awful um, repeatedly and that mm. everything I'm doing is terrible. 
Like, at least don't punish me when I try to do something nice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it, this is, it this does is, touch on that a lot. This is slightly unrelated, but there was, again, it's been out long enough. Uh, spoiler for God of War 3, if you've never played it. One of my favorite <laughs> moments from that game is they had those first person scenes when you're bashing people's heads in. And the final boss scene, you just keep mashing square and you're bashing this boss's head in. But then you realize when the screen goes red that you can stop at any point. And that you're like, you're, you kind of stop and go, what have I become? Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of cool. Whereas this game does sort of the opposite where they have these like those pseudo like cutscene moments where they're like, John, you went through a similar thing where it won't progress until you hit the button. And I'm like, yeah. oh, don't, don't make me do this. Like, mm. I, I well, kind of wish there was yeah. a choice there. Mark Brown just came out with a video that he's the game makers toolkit guy talking about the duality or the, the like, um, the warring ideas between how much control do you give a player and how uh, in control is the character that you're controlling. And I feel like with this game, it, you know, this isn't an RPG where you're playing as a faceless person that you can grow to be anything like you're playing as very defined characters and you're basically playing through an established narrative. So like, Although I was bummed that I was never given a choice in that, I eventually had to accept that, like, I am not autonomous in this game. Like, no, you're I'm watching just being, their story. Basically. Yeah, we're watching their story. But I will say, John, but yeah, like, to there that was, point, I'd love to talk mm -hmm. to you about it at some point. Um, and I'm going to say it's completely without spoilers. My single biggest criticism, I think, of this game is that I just wish the ending had have been a choice. I feel like it would have been powerful yeah. if what happens at the end. Mm -hmm you had a say in um, and games that are really linear have, have done things like that. And it's entirely possible. And the fact that it wasn't a choice, cause again, I feel like it would have been powerful to make you think, okay, what am I going to do in this situation that this whole game is like sent, sent me a bunch of like information about leading up to, to whatever um, that my guess is that they didn't want to do that. Cause there's going to be a third. <laughs> and otherwise ah. it seems like the logical solution. <laughs> Money, yes. Yeah. Uh, really? we, we have a couple. We have a couple final thoughts to get through. Uh, but real quick, I want to give a quick message to you guys from our sponsors at ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is the software that we and thousands of our fans use every day to protect our data online. In the time since we started using ExpressVPN, hacking methods have grown even more sophisticated. We're sure many of you are working from home these days, and without your IT department to protect you from online threats, it's important that you take action on your own to secure your devices you use for work. That's why we recommend using ExpressVPN for the best online protection possible. It's more important than ever to protect your online data using the web without protection is like going to bed with the front door unlocked. Speaking as someone who has gone through this personally, I can tell you it is not fun. One of the easiest ways to secure your internet data is with ExpressVPN. You click one button on your computer or smartphone and you are protected. Now, I personally use ExpressVPN every day for our recordings and meetings. For some reason, our VoIP client of choice decided that my internet needed to be throttled, which then resulted in countless drop calls or just degraded quality. For the last week, I've been using ExpressVPN to reroute my server location, and the problem has been magically solved. Now, I can't tell you if this is how ExpressVPN was meant to be used, 
but I can tell you right now, my coworkers are no longer mocking me for sounding like a robot. And that is fantastic. So my only question is, why haven't you gotten ExpressVPN yet? Visit our special link right now at expressvpn.com slash dude and get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Protect your internet today with the VPN I trust to keep my data safe. That's expressvpn.com slash dude. Thank you. Thank you, ExpressVPN. And we're back. So uh, real quick, I do actually want to say um, I am enjoying the game. I'm with you guys. Gameplay-wise, I am enjoying it a lot more than The Last of Us 1. I think just the ability to go prone mm. makes it feel a lot more mm -hmm. like Metal Gear Solid Five in a good way. The ability to like get on your back, roll around, hide in grass. I love all that stuff. And the bigger world makes it a lot more fun. Uh, it feels a lot more tense. Uh, I like the idea that you can go into buildings and you don't know what's going to happen. It has that immersion mm -hmm. aspect that I think people really enjoying games like DayZ and PUBG and those like sort of survival sims. Um, I'm definitely digging that aspect. Everything uh, feels very dire. The thing I don't like is so far it is feeling like it feels like a pretty subpar episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, there's a lot of drama and BS stuff that I don't really care about in the story, but that oh, doesn't Adam. deter from the game being fun. I think that so. stuff gets so much worse. <laughs> like, I know that that's not um, not consistent. Like, people are very... Any relationship that you have to a story is always going to be subjective because in often cases, it's about what you relate to. So, like, the emotional beats, there are, like, maybe three that got me in this game, and one of them is something that happens to... Uh, I don't even, I'm just going to say a dog um, that I'm still thinking oh, about. Yeah. Uh, and that's because that dog had the same nickname that I called my Labrador. And it just like everything to do with that particular dog just like hit me so hard. But I think that's because I'm thinking <laughs> about my Labrador. Like it's how you relate to it. And I feel like, yeah, hmm. a lot of the story stuff is just like teenage horror drama, even though they're, aside from Ellie, who I guess is 19, not really teenagers relationships that I didn't buy into just like right. people I had trouble empathizing with as a person who is super empathetic it, it was weird to kind of not care and, and again this is like everything when you talk about media generally is subjective aside from fucking frame rates but uh just just especially that one I just feel like I, I just couldn't connect to most of them and I feel like people are very like one side or or the other on that like John I don't know how you've felt about that stuff like i weirdly i enjoyed uh a, a number of the characters i connected with them very much so Shout out to Lev. um there's another group of characters i did not mm -hmm. um more just i felt like they weren't very fleshed out um and they never had a chance to be fleshed out um but the yeah i just I don't, I'm trying to dance around spoilers. Um, I mean, you can take. Can, can I talk about like a fifteen, well, the first fifteen minutes spoiler? Well, so, well, I just do a quick comparison. I thought the intro to the original Last of Us gets you in so quickly. It introduces you to yeah. the main character Joel and the, a very traumatic experience that he goes through, and you fast forward, and so I feel like you understand his character. You're already in. This game does some stuff where there are two characters I've never met who are upset at each other, and when he goes. He goes, uh, my girlfriend's pregnant. It's like, when were you going to tell me? Like, who are you and why do I care? And why? <laughs> and also, why do you care in this this world where yeah. you could be eaten or turned into a mushroom creature at any moment? Like, I, I just it seems like priorities are in a strange place, as if like society has already been rebuilt and we can start worrying about the the regular comforts of normal life. Uh, so <laughs> it sort of yeah. is, though. 
they are pretty functional. The WLF especially are really functional. Um, they're like mm-hmm. like fucking functional city military, basically. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Jackson's like a little bit more homey country style, but I kind of do feel like a lot of what's happened is that they have settled down and chilled out. Uh, and that's like one of the things that I, I find more interesting again don't really care about the characters i don't like in a lot of cases like i don't like dina (laughs) like in a lot of cases i'm like i don't i just don't care about you but i do care about like seeing how the world has grown since the first game because that world is really interesting um and seeing like the stuff that naughty dog's really good at being the world building when you walk into a room and you see a note that someone left there and you like really understand the person who worked in that room like that stuff (laughs) i absolutely love and got more attached to like someone who was in a church synagogue sorry uh than i did to necessarily the characters that i was with because they they do have some just like really consistently good good writing uh especially in the yeah I would love some DLC where you play as all the characters moments before death have to scribble out a note detailing how you're dying yeah. and why you're, you're like dying one. and everything. <laughs> it just, there's so many of those mo- moments where I'm like, I'm dying. And by the way, the store code is 30, 50, 285. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At some point you're like, okay, that's, that's fine. It's, but like I said, on a technical level, I think the game is gorgeous. I can't, yeah. cannot believe that it's playing on current gen hardware. Um, mm. it is, it is glorious to look at and it's a lot of fun to play. Um, I still can't aim very well on a controller just being mouse and keyboard. It, it has ruined me. Um, I'm glad they have the lock on functionality that yeah, you can enable that they had. You just push up. Oh, you heads. can. Yeah. I, I ended up using that for uncharted four because like my, my aiming on controller ever since just switching over to mouse is like full time is. I I feel like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber, where I shoot like the silhouette around the person. (laughs) Um, So two things. One, I think thematically, I know know it's been mentioned. It's like this has been done a million times. But I feel like most stories have been done a million times. And like the, the overall theme of like revenge begets revenge and violence begets violence is like kind of a, a natural evolution of, you know, the way the last of us, the first one ended, it's like, yeah, of course there are going to be people seeking revenge on this. And then that's basically the whole motivation for Ellie as well. Is, you know, it's, it's a cycle of hate. Um, and, but in terms of technically there was one thing that I, I've tried to recently focus more on because it's something that I never thought about until I started actually learning about game design and stuff is the level design. That's somewhere that's something that I have a lot of trouble doing. And so I've been trying to focus on it to learn about it. And in this game, there's it's basically like, how can they design a level to where they're leading you along a path, but you don't realize that you're being led along this path? They and use like lighting a lot a, in this game. Yeah, lighting and like well, yeah, in last or in Uncharted, and I think what is it, Tomb Raider, they use like colors, like all, all the things you can climb. Are colored a certain way. God of War. And initially, colors. when I saw that, I was like, oh, great. Uh, but then I realized that when I got further and further in the game, I wasn't looking, I wasn't looking at the world. I was just going, where do I see that color to climb? Mm. And like it, it made it very like I was ignoring a bunch of stuff. That's why lately, um, like with Breath of the Wild and uh near Automata, 
I remove the mini map altogether so that I actually ha force myself to look, at, look the at the world and explore the world. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with this, with Last of Us 2, most of the game, there's a few areas where uh, it kind of falls off. But most of the game, the level design is like seamless because you never feel like you're just going down this path, but you are. Um, yeah, you're right. It doesn't really feel organic. that way. I don't know if I've ever told you this, yeah. but we should talk about it sometime. Level design is the most important thing in games to me. Level design is the difference mm -hmm. between me liking something and me thinking something is the best game of the year. Consistently. Yeah. Like, level design fucking That's why I love me. Dark Souls. I mean, that's why I yeah. love Dishonored 2 so much. The level design in that game is bonkers. So impressive. Like, I just... Like, I talk about that game so much because the level design is just phenomenal. And in The Last of Us Part 2, you're absolutely you right. You that. never feel like you're being funneled anywhere. I got lost all the time, though. Plenty, I'd be like, where the fuck am I supposed <laughs> to go here? And it's so and you're many also digging goddamn through rock doors. So many things. You're trying to find as many supplies. I, I was, there's a point where I'm like, I'm just going to barrel through this. But then I'm like, oh, but I really need a new bottle. Like, Towards the end I, of the I game, I started make... just not. I'd be like, oh, fuck it. I just let me get through here. Yeah. Stuff's well, the game seems smart enough. The game seems smart enough to know when to give you items so that you're never underpowered for certain moments. But um, I think also pacing the level design is really well done where you, uh, the last game I can remember doing this really well was Bastion where it, like, it's very hard to know your own pacing one in a movie, second in a book, and almost m even harder in a video game where, you know, like you go to these workbenches, you find them to upgrade your guns and sometimes something different might happen. And those are kind of cool moments where the game developers has their finger on the pulse of their own game where they go, you know, it'd be good here. This would surprise the player and make it feel more organic. And I've, I've been enjoying those moments where you kind of can't know what to expect most of the time. And yeah. that's what cool. I was, it's just good yeah. game design. What I was curious about was cause it constant, like what you're talking about, like you never feel uh, unprepared for stuff. I felt like I was always riding that line in the perfect way where I, I never felt like I was overstocked on anything. I, I was constantly scrounging for stuff, but I always had just enough to get through encounters. And it, and it made me think like, did they just nail the amount of resources they provide or is it like no, dynamic? I paid attention to that. Um, it's I think that actually comes from how they limit uh, your inventory. So that actually comes from how little you are able to carry versus how much they give you. So it's not that you're, I, what, it's, it's yeah. literally that like, is it a spoiler? Where a certain weapon oh. is concerned that you start being able to craft, um, mm -hmm. you can just only carry four at a time. So oh, yeah, like yeah. because it's so limited in what you can carry and they, they would space them out like every second room or whatever. And in theory, you're going to do it multiple times. It's, it's, it's totally down to the perfection that they put into making sure that your inventory sizes and the amount of ammo you can carry for every weapon is like just restricted enough. I think that's, that's how it gets. Do, so do you think it's every, every cabinet where there was an item was planned and they put it there? Or is it RNG of like, when you open a cabinet, there's a 30% chance that there will be a, you know, a bottle in I would, or like oil. I actually or don't know. That's a really good question. I would think that that is uh, planned, is, is put there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that because it felt so perfectly planned, I was like, you know, is it a, a adaptive in that they go, okay, he has no bottles. 
let's give him a bottle? Or was it just so well planned that it's like he's going to be out of bottles here, so let's give him a bottle? No, I feel like they, like, they probably it was do so... the on it. Yeah, it is. It is like there's a lot of technical stuff about the game that that is so well done. And one thing that I keep mentioning every time that I've spoken about this game. So sorry if anyone's heard me talk about it before. The design, sound design, and literal art design of both the clickers and the shamblers had an effect oh. on me that nothing in any video game ever has before, where if I look at them up close and hear them, I guess, I you know how if you're going to throw up, you like, salivate? Mm-hmm. That happens to me every time. Every single time <laughs> that I look at a clicker up close, I my body gets ready to vomit. That no no movie, no TV show, no game has ever done that to me before. And it's like, it's the worst. The shamblers are even worse for me. Um, it's supposed yeah. to be, there's a name have for you- it. It's like trip, trypophobia or something. It's something to do with the way that their skin is oh. is really specifically indented and looks like it has holes in it. Oh, the holes, yeah. Yeah. And it just oh, like, like yeah. <laughs> but it's like, that means the design is so goddamn good. It's just, uh, yeah, a lot of, of technical things that are, fantastic about this and like we said like i guess we all really like playing it but it is funny to be gushing about the technical side of things in a naughty dog game where really people only generally care about the story yeah lana have you seen the 1984 dune i haven't because the shamblers gave me the same they are remaking Dune. the shamblers gave me the same like nausea that the i just looked at it's baron harkonnen who's this guy all his his who's just covered in cysts yeah and pimples that are just like kind of pussing and and pulsating like that grossed me the hell out when i saw that and i get the same exact feeling from the shamblers yeah yeah covered in boils and stuff and it's like go go I mean, you probably, yeah, that is super gross. You probably, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the same thing, the, the trypophobia thing. I don't remember if that's the word, but. Yeah. Um, it's, trypophobia, yeah, I is all the holes. It the... I, it's supposed to be, because I was looking into that, because I totally have that if I look at the holy stuff. It just, it's supposed to be because you are identifying it as poisonous. And that's why you're oh, supposed to. Oh, really? Biologically, hmm. you're like, that's poison. I need to feel sick if I see that. Supposedly, that's what causes that reaction. Hmm. But, like, again, credit to Naughty Dog. is so well designed. Like. So much of that stuff is the, so polished. Yeah, I, I was over my, because for, I don't know if we mentioned it. I was basically live texting Alana my entire playthrough. Um, we at one point talked about how the noise the clickers make is just the most perfectly so creepy good. thing ever. Yeah. Like it was, it's just so well designed that like the, like the, it's, it's just so scary. And when, when you're going through a place and then you hear the clicking, you're like, Ah shit! Like the character always goes that it goes. Oh fuck! And I always say that along with the character. <laughs> One thing that I always say along with the character, which I've criticized Naughty Dog for before, actually, is uh, a lot in Uncharted Four. Um, you'll say, "Oh, they moved again," and you'll be like, "If you're saying that, Nathan Drake, it's because you know it's annoying for players that they've moved again." In The Last of Us Part Two, <laughs> it's locked doors. Every fucking door is locked. Oh, I guess I have to find another way around. Oh, why are the doors always locked? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, fucking doors. <laughs> How are they not <laughs> rusted through? I uh, just don't like that when you hit a window, it takes um, the durability of your melee item down by one. It's like yeah, it, it does? Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah. For I, a bit. I, I, it just takes like just a small no. bit. But I was just like, hey, that's sucks i guess i should be throwing bricks or bottles at the windows yeah, you i i don't know about that because i i'm pretty sure it maybe does. i'm wrong well i wanted to get the achievement for break all glass possible 
And there were multiple Ugh. times where I would have like an axe or something. And I there was I remember there was a bakery in a Chinatown section. And I literally I was going display to display, just hitting it with my axe. Um, <laughs> and then there was one where there was a there was like a sliding glass door, so there are two panes of glass back to back, and I just went gah, gah. <laughs> And you beat the game before me? I'm yeah. if I'm gonna like Shoot. if I just like read some of John's texts in here, it's fuck this game, fuck this goddamn monster. It won't fucking end. <laughs> goddamn, I cry. Well, yeah. It's goddamn Return of the King that up was, this bitch. Jesus, dude, I thought it was over. Fuck. <laughs> so many just like... Well, that's, that's across that, like three so, That could be any game. No spoilers, yeah. but this game is definitely like Return of the King, where you think it's ending yeah. so many times and it doesn't. It's too, like, it's too long. Mm. I think I think there are pacing issues narrative-wise. I think it, it should have been shorter. There were definitely pacing yeah. issues at the end for sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I think you're on the well, last chapter, and there are two more. Jeez. Yeah, well, I, I look forward to uh, getting to that end, the one you two have already made. I'm sure many of our audiences have gone through. Uh, let us know what you guys think in the comments below. We'll skim them and probably use it in a future episode of Open House. But for now, that is the end of our podcast together. Alana, John, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, chat, everyone from roosterteeth.com for watching us live, and everyone else watching or listening wherever you are in the world today. Have fun. Be safe. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.